This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Good evening. Is it? Uh, is, is this the birthday present you were hoping for, expecting what? <laughs> um, expecting possibly, uh, hoping for maybe not. And I say that because I'm just fed up for replacing managers. If I'm honest with you, Dan. Um, but obviously, I think we all saw the writing on the wall. To be honest, so it's hardly a, a shock. And funny enough, we recorded the first half of our pod. Um, yesterday which might now have to be rejigged <laughs> after some of the comments what's your kind of reaction to all this dan i mean me and you discussed it we thought that it may have potentially come monday um but you were quite convinced actually if it was going to come anytime it would have come today so i think you were pretty much nailed on mate yeah obviously with the game tuesday i think it was going to be you know the sooner the better kind of thing um I think we called the caretaker team as well, don't we, on the, on the pod that we recorded last night. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's never, never a happy thing because it means that we failed. I think Ben Dunn's replacing a manager it's because you failed. So it's never a good thing to happen, but I think it was it was one that felt inevitable. Well, if you see, the, someone's just posted the uh, the latest odds, the early, early odds. Who do you think's the favourite for the job? Well, I think the favourite would be John Eustace. This means absolutely nothing, let's be honest, does it? Because they're just, yeah, they're just um, guessing, aren't they, really? Uh, Graham Potter, 5-1. to one. That'll do nothing to dampen down all those poor sods who are going to be disappointed when we actually do <laughs> appoint somebody. Because I'll be honest, it's not going to be Graham Potter. <laughs> Uh, no, and I, th- I don't think anyone realistically thinks it's going to be Graham Potter, Dan, do they really? I mean, does, it's a hope. But... If anybody on, the, on here does think that and wants to come and give us the reasons why, then we're, we're all ears, by the way, because I just think that... Well, I'll, you, I'll hold dry and then we can sort of debate it if you want to. Um, six to one, Nuno Espirito Santo. Uh, he's second favourite. That's not a bad shout. Just left a club in Saudi, so he's freshly minted. <laughs> um, John Eustace, eight to one third. Scott Parker, uh, Marcus Vinesio, and Paul Gallagher. They're both twelve to one. Uh, Lampard, Luke Williams, Patrick Vieira, and Will Still, fourteen to ones. 
<laughs> um, the likes of Frank Lampard can do one. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> if we're sacking Alex Neal as bad as it's been, if we're bringing in somebody like Lampard, who I I stand by the fact that um, the likes of Gerard Lampard and Co., if they hadn't played in the Premier League, they'd be nowhere near any team they've, they've managed. So don't want anybody like that. It's got to be someone who's got a bit of... Well, it's actually got to be somebody, Dan, who, who can do something with these players. I mean, there's no point bringing somebody in who's going to be playing hoofball because that's the absolute opposite of the players that we've got. You know, it's... There's very few players in our squad who are capable of that. So, um, it's time to put. You know, it's going to put the to the test. I guess the kind of comments that we had from them in the in the early part of the I think the season when they were talking about you know if Alex Neal ever left in the future, then they're going to set up a structure where you know somebody else can come come on obviously and be successful. Um, I don't think they're necessarily talking director of football type situation, but that's for me what they kind of alluded to. So proof's going to be in the pudding here. Um, people are talking about John Eustace, obviously, obviously ex Stokey. Um, I think that's the easy kind of match to make, if you like. I mean, would you be happy with John Eustace? I think on the pod, Dan, you were kind of saying that I've got to put words in your mouth, but I don't think you were a big fan of that. I think you were thinking it was kind of against the types of players we've got. Yeah, so at the time, I put that out, and my opinion was that obviously, having watched his Birmingham side. Uh, he's quite a pragmatic manager, can be quite solid, quite defensive. Um, and then obviously maybe looks to then you know, develop that as time goes on. And I was just thinking with the squad that we've got right now, we maybe need to be more on the front foot. Uh, maybe to, we need to, uh, need to be more attacking because that's where probably the strengths of the squad actually are in the forward areas. Um, and I think if you were obviously, you know, to to look and concentrate on the defensive side of it, you know, where the defensive that you really need to shore up because it's not solid, it's, you know, there's there's no real um solidity really in that back area, but then you're gonna lose anything down the other end of the pitch as well. And I mean that's I think basically that's what's happened to Alex Neal, to be fair. Um we've got a defence that can't stop conceding goals and then and it, a strike force and attack him with it can't put any in the back of the, in the net at the other end um, so yeah that was my thoughts then but then somebody sent me an interesting piece and said just look at you know Goins look at his time when he was um, managing before Birmingham and look at what he's done this season since he's been able to bring in more attacking players at Birmingham they said the thing with Eustace says he's actually quite adaptable like he's not stuck in his ways he doesn't just go this is how I play and this is what I'm going to do he looks at what he's got and goes, right, the best approach with this group of players is A. And then, you know, if he develops his squad, he'll be like, right, OK, now we're going to move on to phase B because we've now developed into this kind of team. And if that's the case, if he can come here and say, yeah, I'm going to play in this kind of football because that's the strength of um, that's the strength of Tyrese Campbell and Ryan Meyer and Walter Berger, they, you know, the key players in the squad, whoever you think they may be, if he thinks that to get the best out of them, you play this way, then yeah, I'd, I'm, I'd be quite happy for John Eustace because I think I said as well at the time, didn't I? I said I'd be, um, I'd always be quite happy for John Eustace to come in in respect of, I, I loved him as a footballer. I think he comes across great as a, as a person, and he's has got a promising managerial career. I think my thought was at the time, wasn't I? I didn't really think if this was the right squad for him to inherit and we couldn't afford to be doing what we did three or four years ago and slamming a load more wages and players in on top of 17 or 18 incomings in last summer. Like I said, if that 
that, that, that I received, though, made me just think twice about it. And, yeah, if you can come in and do that and be, like I say, um, not stuck in a certain style and be quite fluid in how he wants to play, then, yeah, I'd, I'd, John Eustace as a person is definitely somebody I'd like to see him as well. Yeah, I think so. it's going to be interesting to see, see what he does. I think it's I think it's probably the right time. And I think somebody made a comment earlier on um, around, you know, should we give him till January and, and stuff like that? And uh, I think for me, no, I think it... You can't let it unless the owners were completely behind him, which they never, they never, they actually never could be. Let's be honest, they couldn't be, not with our lead position. So I think for the for that particular fact that you know you've got to understand that if we get rid of him now, a new manager's got time to come in a few weeks to get to know the players, see where the gaps are. It gives them time to actually act on somebody coming in, and and then he's got January because we've still got money to spend. You know, we have we haven't spent the money, uh, all of it. We we had a lot of you know loans and some reduced fees and stuff like that from an FFP perspective because of the contracts. We're we're probably not in a bad place. So yeah, for me, look, I I think it's um, I, I think it's perfectly good time uh, to do that. Um, and I know. I want to bring somebody else in. I don't want me and you to be all the talking. So, Alias, uh, thanks for joining us, mate. What's your, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, I just think it's the same cycle all over again. And I mean, I've got a tweet out saying it, but we are, I think we're quite a boring team to support because we keep having this same cycle. I have had it since we've come down to the Championship. We've sat the manager, get a, new, get a new manager, we back him in the summer, and then the same thing happens again. And I think the constant factor of that is... John Coates and the fact that he's making football decisions and he's a business person I think personally we need to sort of look at more of a director of football route somebody who can make football decisions and appoint those type of managers based on the team that we've got at the moment because at the moment I don't, I don't think the team is actually that bad I just think personally that we're not being coached in the right way and so we're not getting the best out of these players so yeah I think we're Obviously, need new manager, but I think just as importantly, I think we need director of football to take the footballing decisions away from John Coates, who has been making the footballing decisions. Where do you think this all went wrong, Gallius? What 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 was the what was the the straw that broke the camel's back, if you like? Sorry, can you just repeat that again? You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, so, yeah. What was the uh, what was the general straw that broke the camel's back? Where did this start to go wrong for you? I think it's. I don't really kind of thing on it. I think you can just see sort of little bits throughout the season where we just started dipping. I think the last four games in particular have been horrendous. Because um, we had like a sort of like little run coming through, but then yeah, again, we had a good run in March last season. We weren't able to carry that off. So it probably have been over the last few weeks, really. But I think you can still see signs when we, when we haven't been playing well. We've been playing shockingly. So yeah, I think it's just all culminated in this one little period. But it just goes to show the same things happening again and we haven't learned our lesson from the first time which is you know don't give John Coates footballing decisions so do you think the owners have got some responsibility to take here or, or the, the the vast majority of responsibility or is it just something that they've been unlucky with and it just hasn't worked out again I, I think the owners have to take responsibility because all these problems they start from the very top it has to if you if the football club is failing then the responsibility is at the top and the top is the owners of well in this case John Coates I don't think Peter's got really much to do with the football club anymore just before we go into some of the comments mate who would you choose if you've got if you're John Coates right now who are you bringing in if you can well I mean it's John making the decision I'm not very confident in whoever we get but I've not even thought about who we're going to get to be honest because every single appointment 
we've had has failed so I just expect this one to fail as sad as it is I've just almost given up on them in a sense but to be honest mate I couldn't put a name on it no fair enough mate again that's why John Coates is uh, oh, the man at the helm isn't it really he's got to make that decision and I think He's made several management changes now since he kind of took the reins, and I, I'm not sure how many more he's going to be able to get away with um, before he really starts getting a lot of anger directed at him. I know there's a lot of fans who who do believe that that they're at fault, um, and I think they've got away with it oh, actually up to now. If I'm honest with you, I don't think there's been that much anger thrown at the owners, you know, verbally in the stands. I think it's always gone to the managers and the players. I think if he, whoever they bring in, if they cut this one up. Um, they're going to find it very difficult to get past that, I think. Uh, well, cheers, Ali. Anyway, we'll come back to you shortly, mate. If, if you want to, you can stay yeah. as a speaker or talk yeah, to you, okay. mate. Um, thanks thanks for, for joining us, mate. Um, so we've had like 35 comments in. Now, just a reminder, guys, these um, these do not come up in any particular order, so uh, I'm not skipping ahead. Um, Stokey Moore says, what do you think to the crowd attendance? What do you think the crowd attendance will be on Tuesday? I was expecting it to be quite low, but Munez is there. Um, not, not sure what you think, Dan. I mean, crowd attendance... I think it depends on whether he gets anyone. He's not going to get anyone in by then, I don't think. Um, unless there's an announcement, a very quick decision made and an announcement made ahead of the game, I think it's going to be quite a, uh, a low attendance, personally. Do you think we'll have another one of those uh, manager-in-the-stands scenarios, like we did with Neil at Blackburn, where everyone knows who's taking over, it's just hasn't been announced yet. Or a bit of a George Burley situation where he sits in the stands and turns <laughs> I was it down. Thinking, after I said that comment, I was just thinking, uh, could it end up being a George Burley? <laughs> well, George Burley led to Tony Pulis, and uh, although Tony Pulis you know, is not the man for right now, he, um, if we could get a man who brings the success that he did, then I think we should all, we'll all be very happy, won't we? Yeah, yeah, you would be, mate. And I think what Elliot was saying as well, I think, right, John Coates is, is the man who leads the way. I don't think Peter has anything to do with it now. I think he's very much, he's probably down on, on the books, but I don't think he has anything else to do with it. Um, new manager has to start uh, start junior. Jack uh, Wallace says that. I, I agree. I think, I don't understand what the situation is with junior. I mean, he's he's obviously been called up to the internationals. He did quite well. He's got a very good reputation. He came on for those first few games when he joined and he looked completely, you know, he looked older than 19. Like he looked very much perfect fit. So to get dropped, I, you never know what happens on beyond, you know, actually goes on behind the scenes. But um, I agree with you. To not, to not have junior in instead of Hoover, who's been a, ridiculously bad this season for me um, I think it was a, a, a strange decision um, so let's have a quick look more yeah it's people just sending a few different names over uh, so Kevin Smith says sad he's gone but after the reaction yesterday his position was untenable yeah absolutely I think John Coates and um, I can't remember one of the other directors now was after the game they basically stayed out so that the, the owner's basically stayed out there while the, the players and the manager went in um, and did all the press conferences. They stayed out there for a while and I guess they were just trying to probably soak in a bit of the atmosphere and, and have a bit of a chat on what they had to do there and then. So that was quite um, interesting. Um, Lewis says, uh, you've lost the plot to be happy with Eustace. Um, not sure. Uh, so I think lost the plot might be a bit harsh, although John Eustace's record, I believe, is actually on par with Alex Neal's from, from the stats that I saw. Um Again, different club, different situations. Doesn't mean an awful lot. Um, Glenn Beach says, hopefully Ryan Shawcross will sort the defence out. I'm not sure Ryan's going to have much of an influence. I've seen, I only seen part of the actual press release. I think he's going to help help out, but he's not going to make enough impact in the time that he's he's supporting, really, for me. 
Um, Tony Mowbray, Dan. Tony Mowbray's been mentioned. A Roka report have have mentioned that one. Uh, I think you said it tongue in cheek the other day. But um, Tony Mowbray, yes or no? I'm going to put you on the spot with that one. You know what? I I've never liked Tony Mowbray. As I think he's a, he comes across as a miserable gift. <laughs> um, but his teams do play attacking football and they do score goals. And he does concentrate on bringing youth through as well, um, working with what he's got. So, you know what? The, the, as mad as this is going to sound, there could be worse appointments, especially if it was like a short term, you know, like 18 months or something. Um, there's Because let's face it, championship managers don't last longer than that anyway. Uh, but yeah, the, there will be uh, worse appointments out there, I think. Wouldn't be number one, but there's worse appointments out there. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Archie and Stokey Mom is uh, basically uh, suggesting Nuno. Uh, Nuno's coming at 6-1 to one at the minute. Obviously, Potter's 5-1. to one. He might as well be 500-1. to one. Ain't going to happen. Um, Lewis says, Elliot speaks facts. Uh, Eustace has a 33.3% win rate, just like Alex Neal. His appointment would solve absolutely nothing, says Martin Eagles. Uh, yeah, similar comments I've just made. I'm, I'm not completely sold. Um, although, Pornsey, I think, says Eustace took a mediocre Birmingham side to the top six, so surely he'd take us a bit further. Um, we've been asked directly, Dan, who our number one choice for replacement would be. I'm a little bit like Elliot, actually. I think I'd, I need to reflect a little bit more before <laughs> nailing my, my head to a mast on that one. Um I mean, I know Heckingbottom's available, I think. Uh, I mean, if he was available, Steve Cooper, whether Steve Cooper would even entertain dropping down to deal with us, even if he was sacked, I'm not sure. Um, I need to reflect more. My instant reaction says it's going to be Eustace, and I, I struggle to see past that. Um, I just part of me thinks as well, if if he hadn't had this good spell with you know Birmingham for, what, six months or so, would he, would he be joining Stoke? Probably not. And if he wasn't connected to Stoke from a past past life, again, would he be connected? Probably not. So I just don't I don't I don't want us to rush into a decision as strange as that sounds. We're gonna have about two or three games, maybe. Uh you know how, how slow we are at making decisions, right? So we need to get past Swansea. Um and then we go away to West Brom, which is a bloody difficult game. So I expect we're going to have a caretaking manager in for those two games. And I think then we it gives this time. The worst thing we could do now is make a jerk reaction because, you know, John would not have done. Um, he's, he's probably having conversations, but he wouldn't have looked into this extensively. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe they will. Um, John Coates is part of the problem, in my opinion. So Stoke City forever. So there's a, a number of different things. We're just going to go 
quickly back to uh, a few other people. Jared, over to you, mate. Let's, let's have a quick listen to to your thoughts. On your eyes. Sorry, I'm walking the dog. My signal keeps fucking going. <laughs> uh, yeah, in terms of the list and them odds, there's only real one name on there that's inspiring. Pretty much all of them play some shit football. Uh, I mean, Nuno, he won't call the Portuguese purely for nothing. He spent an absolute shit ton of money at Wolves uh, and had them playing some proper turgid stuff. Um, the only the only name on them odds that I think makes sense for the players that we've actually got that will play uh, a system that will benefit the players that we've got is Will Still. And that's, that's a big ask for us to get a uh, manager like that in. Uh, he's got a stab de rim. Um, they're up at like in sixth in league one at the minute. Uh, he's got some class players playing for him. Uh, you know, potentially they might break into Europe, into Europa League or whatever this season. So, um, well, I mean, other than that, everyone else, I mean, maybe Hassan Hootle, but he's basically retired, hasn't he now? Uh, I mean, all the rest of them just play some absolute dog shit football. Uh, yeah. I mean, Steve Cooper's looking like he's going to get sacked from Forest. So, I mean, if that happens, I'd 100% go for him. He plays with a kind of 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 that would suit the players that we've got as well. And the only other name I've seen that I've seen fellow Stokies uh, mention, who I think is probably a decent fit, but a bit of a risk, is uh, Ian Evert at Bolton, who uh, he's just switched them to a 4-2-3-1 uh, from a three at the back. Uh, he's got them playing some pretty tidy football. They've got a a similar-ish profile squad to what we've got, uh, just obviously sort of lower down. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're the three names that make sense for what we've got. Uh, I think all the others, all your Eustace, Lampard, whoever else was on that list, I, I, I don't think, I think it's another one of them where we're going to be, you know, six months down the line and we're going to be playing some shit football, calling for a manager's head again. Well, that's it, right? So, when surely when you replace a manager, you want to have half an idea of, of who's going to come in. You, you, you would hope that, you know, John Coase has been on the phone all day, um, even yesterday. You know, he, he, he knew yesterday, didn't he? Let, let's be honest. He must have had a chat with Alex Neal after the game, come to the club this time or whatever. You know, we'll do, obviously, they'll do this stuff in person. Um, so, they must have had those conversations. So, my, my thing is, when you sack a manager, that's, that's one thing. That's the easiest thing to do, probably. You've got to have someone to come in. And I think if there's absolutely no positive conversations that have happened, then it was wrong to sack him today. So, you would hope that they've at least got something up the sleeve, which isn't too far away. Um, so, I, I, can't, I can't see as having spoken to any managers yet, to be honest with you. But I think... By the sounds of the club statement, it seems like Ricky Martin and um, Jared Dublin have basically been briefed, right, go out and find me some suitable candidates. Um, and w- what the uh, the call before was on about, uh, with his, the, on about direct, director of football and what have you, that's, that's what Ricky Martin's there to do now. Um, I mean, I know there was a bit of controversy because he's, you know, pals with Alex Neal and all the rest of it. What do you go with... Um, if Alex Neal got the chop. But, I mean, he's in that position now. He's the technical director. He's got to be responsible for who comes next. I mean, he, he was at West Ham uh, and Alex Neal's not managed there. So, you've got to think that Coates is trusting him and Jared Dublin now to sort of put together a dossier of potential candidates. And, you know, we should have a better shortlist than what we've had the past few years. 
two names have just been sent over, mate. Uh, Scott Parker and John Terry. That, for, for me, neither of them are suitable. I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, Scott Parker at Bruges, but fucking hell, mate. No, I didn't. Absolutely dire. He took over a team that were, you know, challenging for Europe. And uh, his last game for them, they got spanked 5-1. Uh, yeah, they, they were absolutely dire. Uh, I mean, he's had... I mean, at Fulham, he had Mitrovic, didn't he? Uh, I mean, we've got no one who's going to just like power a team through like that. Um, yeah, ne- neither of them would be a good fit for me. And I'm going to ask the same question that I asked, obviously, to Elliot. Wh- where did this go wrong for you? What was the turning point? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you hear whispers, don't you, like, about certain things have got on behind the scenes, people falling out with each other and people not necessarily buying into uh, some of the the more disciplinarian shit that's been going on on the training field and what have you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's, that's, that's just bits and bobs that you hear. But, uh, yeah, certain things have sort of half come out, haven't they, about that kind of stuff. I think the past, past few games, I mean... Around the time of the Leicester game, I think, when everything was proper going to shit, I think a couple of players got their nose put out of joint. That uh, so it seems as though, like, you know, once, once you've kind of, once you've lost a couple of, I mean, the end of last, the end of last season, I think he, he lost a couple of senior players anyway, didn't he? You know, I'm not 100% convinced that the likes of Louis Baker and that were particularly chuffed with him. Uh, I mean, would Tyrese Campbell sign a new contract under Neil? I mean, he's only got till uh, till the summer, and you know potentially we're going to lose him on a free. Ideally, we could do with tying him up for another at least another three years, really. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's probably lost a couple of important players. No, Luke, I can't can't disagree with you, mate. I, I think there's Tyrese is uh, he can speak to European countries in January. I don't think he's going to want to go abroad. If I'm honest with you, I, th- I don't think that for a second. Um, but I agree that you know he's someone who we probably want to try and tie down if we can. Um, but it's all going to depend on who comes in now. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, different managers, different ideas. But um, Jared, you're welcome just to put yourself on mute, mate, and we'll come back to you shortly if we've got some time. But you guys have a good one, and you take care, mate. Uh, Rory. Uh, thanks for joining us. What's your thoughts to all this, mate? Um, to be honest, I know it might sound really, really stupid, but I'm quite shocked is in terms of I thought he'd be given till um the Swansea game, obviously because the everyone everywhere went silent. So I thought they were gonna give him till the Swansea game and it'd be a straight sacking if we lost. But to be honest, obviously, like I commented, he's been sacked 24 hours after the full-time whistle. I mean, and how toxic it got yesterday. I'm glad, in a sense, of he's gone now and hopefully there's a turning point for us. Yeah, I mean, you've got to hope so. I mean, one of the comments we've had come in from Alex says, that, you know, we waste a lot of money on players. Why not spend good money on a manager? Do you think we're, we're going to punt for somebody who's available at a free if that kind of is a is a thing of management or do you think we're trying to try and buy somebody out of contracts which is what we normally do to be honest with um john coates uh, i'd hope we'd bring someone with decent experience i mean who's to say alex neil didn't have the experience but again obviously he clearly didn't have 
the right amount of experience given with when we've been with him, we've had what two months out of two seasons which have had a good run of fixtures. So hopefully the club are gonna now realise and think, well, the fans probably need some sort of faith and hope with the club, and so do the players. So who's to say John Coates has got something in the bag, but I guess it's for us to wait and find out. Yeah, no, no, for sure, mate. And I think a couple of, well, one name that keeps being put in in the chat, actually, is Luke Williams from Notts County. Uh, I think I've seen that name three or four times now in the, in these comments. Um, you've then got, you know, it says, similar to McKenna and Carrick, young up-and-coming coach that flows with the modern ways of the game. Um, Lewis says, Steve Cooper or, ne- or Nuno for maybe few, and if it was Mowbray or Eustace. Um, I just, it's I'm struggling. It, Eustace just feels like such a uh, John Coates Manager, don't see. I think that's the thing. You, you struggle to look past it. Um, I mean, who would you go for, Rory, if, if you were in charge? Um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, a lot of fans have been turning, obviously, to John Eustace and um, Graham Potter for some reason. But I think <sighs> I probably would take Steve Cooper. Now, at this point, unfortunately, uh, Twitter decided to kick us all out of the room. Uh, Elon clearly didn't like the conversation around Alex Neal. He didn't agree with our choices. Uh, But yeah, we're going to be discussing this more on tomorrow's pod. So as always, it's going to be released around 6am. Of course, we're going to be looking back at the previous defeat. Of course, the Sheffield Wednesday, if he can manage to to cope with that. Uh, We'll, of course, be breaking down the whole news around here, around the Alex Neal side of things. Me and Dan will talk about a bit more in detail. Um, and then, of course, we will look ahead to Swansea as well. So uh, thanks to everybody who joined us on the Twitter spaces. If you haven't already, you're very welcome to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Every Step Along uh, on there. And you can also go to the Facebook group at Every Step Along the Way. And you can join us uh, on there for the discussion as well. And we also have a messenger group as well on there. So, uh, again, thanks to everyone who joined us. Uh, some very interesting names. Obviously, we've got Cooper. Uh, we've got a number of different people. You know, Cooper, Heckybottom, John Eustace. Let's see what happens. It's going to be a very, very busy week or two. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.